This is Plant-Based Briefing, Kitchen Compost, Turning Trash into Treasure, Part 1, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm Marian Erickson. This is the Plant-Based Podcast, where I curate, get permission, and narrate a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's article would be longer than that, so I've split it into two parts. I'm reading Part 1 today, and then Part 2 will be tomorrow. So now let's get to today's Plant-Based Briefing. Kitchen Compost, Turning Trash into Treasure, Part 1, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. Summary. Did you know that kitchen waste makes up a significant percentage of garbage worldwide and that it contributes to climate chaos? In this article, you'll discover how to easily collect food scraps in your kitchen to create compost and keep them out of the waste stream. Plus, find out the best countertop composting methods and what to do with food scraps and compost even if you don't have a garden or yard. One of the most powerful ways to combat global climate instability and environmental degradation is right at your fingertips, keeping food scraps out of the waste stream and instead giving them new life. Because in nature, there's no such thing as garbage. It's all recycling. Think of a tree losing its leaves, which end up on the ground. Little critters, that's a fancy scientific term, which I like to imagine translates as tiniest buggyums in binomial nomenclature, use them to stay warm, munch them down, and then poop out rich soil. When the critters die, they get digested by other organisms, and their nutrients get absorbed into the tree roots. Or if they get eaten by birds, they get converted into bird poop, which also feeds the soil under the sycamore the bird was perching on. When humans rake up and bag the leaves, or for that matter, mow a lawn and remove the grass clippings, they've broken the cycle. So to keep the trees and lawns alive, they may in turn replace the missing nutrients with synthetic fertilizer, and they need to find a place to store all the plastic bags full of yard waste. Similarly, when we don't return food scraps to gardens and farms, we create two problems that don't exist in nature, where to put ever-growing heaps of trash, and how to grow food in increasingly depleted soil. That's where composting comes in, that is, putting the scraps in a place where nature can do its thing. But what if you have little to no outdoor space or live in an apartment? What can you do with your kitchen scraps then? The good news is that there are many ways you can keep food scraps out of your waste stream, even if all you have is a little space in a basement, garage, spare room, or even just on your kitchen counter. So how can you start composting in your own kitchen? What are your options? What tools do you need? And how can you ensure you don't end up with a kitchen that smells like the bottom of a restaurant dumpster? Why save your food scraps? As planet-friendly as a diet may be, if it's generating a lot of food waste, it can still be a real burden on the planet. When food scraps rot, they release methane, a greenhouse gas that traps 84 times more heat than carbon dioxide. Many of our landfills turn into huge, steaming piles of methane-emitting organic waste, which seriously compromises any plans of reversing our ever-intensifying global climate chaos. Some of our garbage is burned, and here too, organic waste is a problem. When moist food scraps end up in incinerators, they require a lot of extra energy to keep the burner temperatures high enough to fully incinerate all the trash. The higher temperatures also contribute to the release of more toxins into the air. This can cause serious health problems for nearby communities, which are disproportionately low-income and communities of color. We definitely don't want that. So what do we do with all those food scraps? Wait for NASA to figure out how to tow them to Venus? Here's the thing. Kitchen scraps are actually a hugely valuable resource, one that's mostly wasted in our broken food system. In fact, food waste wasn't even accepted in municipal waste programs until the mid-20th century. 
Instead, they were often fed to backyard or farm animals or were kept in a separate underground receptacle called a subterranean receiver. Other creative ways to reuse food scraps and keep them out of the garbage stream include making art with them, creating skincare products, or even using them in new recipes. Depending on the scrap, you might even be able to coax it to grow into more food. For some more ideas, you can read our article on how to use food scraps to reduce kitchen waste linked here. But if you aren't ready to turn your cucumber peels into a facial mask or decorate a dress with pumpkin seeds, you may want to try composting instead. That is, letting nature take its course with your food scraps, turning rotting peels, skin, seeds, pits, and ends back into rich soil that's ready to grow the next generation of crops. Saving food scraps in the kitchen for compost. Food scraps are organic materials, which means they can break down and benefit the soil in the form of compost. Some U.S. cities are actually mandating composting, requiring that you place your food waste in a separate container from regular trash or recycling. If you live in one of those municipalities, you probably have a green bin that's earmarked for food waste. If you're not sure if your county or city offers municipal composting, you can check one of the maps on the environmental nonprofit Green Blues website linked here. But even if you don't live in a city with a composting program, there are other ways to utilize your food scraps for compost. There are apps like Share Waste or Make Soil that are basically compost brokers connecting neighbors who produce compost with neighbors who want it. It's kind of like Tinder, but you don't have to resort to ring lights, beauty filters, or duck face. There are also other community composting options via local farms, community gardens, recycling centers, or private composting companies. If you have a garden or other outdoor space, you might have room to nurture a traditional compost pile or tumbler. And if so, you might benefit from checking our Guide to Home Composting linked here. And for any of these methods, you can easily collect food scraps in a small compost collection bin in the kitchen before either throwing them in a larger bin, donating them to a community program, or emptying them into an outdoor compost pile. What can you compost? While all organic materials are theoretically compostable, some will take so long to break down that for all practical purposes, they're not appropriate for kitchen composting. Some municipal compost programs also don't accept certain types of food scraps, such as animal products or even citrus rinds. And some accept disposable utensils and containers made of bioplastics, while others don't. Check with your local program administrator for a full list of approved items. For a general list of what you can compost, here's a handy and possibly even dandy infographic linked here. Tips for controlling food scrap or compost odors. The smellifant in the room when it comes to composting is the fact that composting is kind of an elegant name for rotting, and rotting smells. As singer-songwriter Tom Chapin puts it in his composting anthem, Good Garbage, Good garbage breaks down as it goes. That's why it smells bad to your nose. Bad garbage grows and grows and grows. Garbage is supposed to decompose. So here are some suggestions for a largely odor-free compost collection experience. Use a bin with a lid. This will not only trap odors, but also helps prevent pests like fruit flies, as Groucho Marx sagely observed, time flies like an arrow, fruit flies like a banana. I had to think about that for a bit before it made sense. Empty your compost container regularly. This is definitely not a set-it-and-forget-it hobby. You'll figure out the right schedule for you, which will depend on the amount of kitchen scraps you generate, the type of bin you use, the ambient temperature and humidity, and whether you sing to it or not. Okay, I made that last one up because I wanted a longer list. Some folks empty their bins weekly, others find that daily is more appropriate. Keep your home reasonably cool, especially in the summertime. Nothing says strong pong like produce rotting in a sauna-like environment. If you can't get rid of your scraps in a timely fashion, 
Say you're going away for a few days and don't want to return to a Silence of the Yams horrorscape. You can freeze them in an airtight plastic or glass container. This will halt the process of decomposition so you won't end up with nasty aromas. Finally, clean your container after each emptying. Check whether it's dishwasher safe. Some should be washed only by hand. Even if you're using a compostable plastic bag, you may find that some slime has made it into the interior of your container. So a good scrubbing with a brush and soapy water can go a long way to keeping your kitchen smelling like the room in the house where food goes before it's eaten, as opposed to after. You just listened to Kitchen Compost, Turning Trash into Treasure, Part 1, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And in the article, when he mentioned that some municipal composting programs don't accept some food scraps like citrus rinds, it reminds me of something I just learned recently, and everybody else probably already knows this, but I was with somebody eating mandarin oranges, and they were just throwing their rinds on the ground. And I said, oh, can you do that? And he said, yeah, they will just decompose, and they're good for wildlife. Well, apparently that's not the case. They're not good for wildlife. Birds and squirrels and chipmunks can actually run into issues eating food scraps like that that are not part of their natural diet. And they take a lot longer to decompose or biodegrade than we might think. Citrus rinds can take six months. Banana peels can take a couple of years. So don't think you're doing wildlife any favors. Just dispose of your organic waste appropriately. And tune in tomorrow for the second half of this article which will cover different types of compost collection bins, including DIY compost bins and countertop compost bins, and countertop composting, including worm composting, bokashi composting, and electric composters. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.